Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm so thrilled. I think we have our first example of uh, cuck talk. I, I, I'm glad you said it. We're talking about the episode Weekend Warriors, the sixth episode of season one, the sixth episode of the show, episode about Civil War reenactors. Before we start the episode, what's your experience with Civil War reenactments? <clears throat> My only question is, why the hell is Civil War reenactments being done in Santa Barbara, California? I mean, I think it's just because there are some Civil War fans out there. They, they mentioned that it's a battle that took place in Kentucky, so they're not pretending like it's a Santa Barbara battle. Yeah, I know. It's still fucking weird, though. Oh, absolutely. It's weird to do it in general. And the obvious thing is yeah. that you gotta be incredibly you got to be incredibly suspicious of anyone who decides to put on that gray uniform. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I was... <laughs> it's so funny because I was looking at the episode synopsis. I'm like, this is not going to be good. This this is this is problematic. This, is, this could be problematic. Um, it doesn't end up being incredibly so, but... Still, I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. Why? The thing is, I'm very glad that even if it doesn't necessarily make sense with his character's demeanor, that Lassiter is uh, on the Union side. Because there is there is comedy that could have been made about him being a Confederate soldier, but that comedy would not have aged well and would have been uncomfortable. And so I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, there's this, uh, in Twin Peaks, uh, Ben Horn, he gets into, like, Civil War reenactments also, but he takes it upon himself to be a Confederate general, and he wants to swing it so that the South wins the war, which, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, that's uh, that's problematic behavior, um, but we're not getting that. We actually start off not even with anything with the Civil War. We start off with a little physics lesson where... Uh, uh, Henry Spencer teaching young Sean and Gus about the laws of motion. He puts a, one of those rockets, uh, the, the the homemade rockets, and basically tells them they have to get the flag on it. Did you ever have to do those rocket things at all? <clears throat> do you think I was a Boy Scout? Come on, look yeah, at you me. Don't, you don't have to be a Boy Scout. I had to do that in U.S. history. Oh Plus, no, they, we never did it. Yeah, we had to go like to like a hobby shop and buy like rockets and create one and then we all drove out to the desert like as a whole class and yeah we flew out we flew fucking rockets in the desert which was cool but the truth of it is that we didn't do really any big crafts projects in my uh u.s history class because i was in ap u.s history and there wasn't the time to do that nonsense um what'd you score on the test a five what do you think I scored a five on everything. I, I took eight AP classes. I got six fives, one four, one three. Six fives, one four, uh, one three. No wonder you got into yeah. NYU. I know. I got the four was in macroeconomics and the three was in chemistry. And chemistry was famously the hardest one. Macroeconomics so, um, is a class you could take in high school? Yeah. yeah maybe in Florida. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Gus manages to get the parachute, but Henry has the rocket. And Sean notices a little thing about uh, Henry's boot, his shoes, that uh, leads him to be suspicious. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, he cheated and he basically took some sort of shortcut to track down the the rocket. So uh, nobody was gonna get the hot fudge Sunday except for himself. Yeah, I, I mean, I have doubts that Henry would even give the hot fudge. Se- I feel like he would come up with a reason not to give Sean the hot fudge Sunday if Sean ended up getting it. Yeah, you know, uh, true. 
Um, but anyway, uh, we cut to a reenactment field where Sean and Gus are watching the rehearsal for the uh, reenactment um, where Lassie is on a horse and he's clearly directing everything. Yeah, he's he's definitely <clears throat> being the alpha. You know, he's he's uh, like you said, he's directing the whole shebang, and he's taking it very seriously. You know, he's he's on horseback. He's got the atrocious uh, facial hair <clears throat> attachments. Yeah. Uh, could have done a better job with that, but you know, I guess you know, uh, cops don't make that much money, so you can't expect them to be mm-hmm. on the up and up. Exactly, and so. Lassie's he's disappointed with everything, and he mentions it's very important to him because it involved the battle involves his great great grandfather Muscum, um, which Gus says is was a famous name back in the day. Which I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know any Muscums. Um, uh, yeah, I don't if any either. of you have them, if any of you have a Muscum in your family, please let us know at First Psych Pod. Sorry, just at First Psych on Twitter. Um, but I know, Julia shows up too. I know Chad Muska. Okay. Yeah, uh, wasn't he a skateboarder? Yeah, or, Chad Muska, yeah. or I know M- Muskan, 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 on Twitter. Sure, I mean, there's just you're just naming names that sound similar to Muska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really helpful, but anyway, Julia shows up, <laughs> and as this happens, we notice that there's a Sally who missed her cue. Who is, of course, it's notable that whereas everyone else is middle-aged white dudes, this Sally is a good-looking uh, woman. Uh, you know, kind of sticks out. You notice that she's going to be important. Um, she looks strikingly and... similar to Juliet. That's true. Yes, yeah. Sean it clearly uh, has a type question mark. Yeah. Um, and so, as is going on, Lasser notices that Nelson Poe, who was the guy, who, he played the guy who got shot off his horse, was quote unquote method acting. Except, of course, he's not acting at all. My man is dead. Yeah, he got blasted. He got cap wrapped and plastered. Exactly. And so, theme song, Sean is trying to get in on the case. I mean, it's a very common thing. Sean's trying to get in on the case. They don't let him. But he notices enough stuff to make a make a scene um, in front of everyone explaining why he knows stuff. Yeah, there's a lot less pushback from Vic to get him on the case. So, she agrees. Let's get him on her. Yeah. Because, basically, he, notices, he knows that he was shot in the heart, that... They can't find the bullet. Like, just a couple different things. Um, wow. There's a great bit, I'm, too. I'm, I'm completely shocked you didn't take that to that fucking song. What is it Bon Jovi? What? Shop oh, Shop the... And you're yeah. too yeah. 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 Um, And I do love the bit where Lasseter's still wearing the facial hair, and <laughs> Vic tells him to take it off, and he says it takes a while to unstick the glue. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And but they, he's saying that he thinks it's an. Lassie's saying he thinks it's an accident. That maybe a live round got mixed in with the uh, the blanks. Um, Alec Baldwin would like a word. <laughs> I, I can't be the one who thought that. I mean, yes, I, I. Okay, to be fair, I immediately went to. Was it Brandon Lee? Was he the original? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Although Brandon Lee actually was killed by blanks. That wasn't a live bullet. It was that a blank was like lodged. Um, that in that case, but yes, I see. But yeah, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he'd like a word. Yes, um, so, I knew you were going to say that shit, dude. I'm okay. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and so Sean's in the back of this meeting, making eyes at Sally, you know, as he's wont to do, and 
he, Shondo says they have like a diagram of the whole battle. And, um, you know, he basically is making, he's getting a lay of the land. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, the, we learned that nobody liked Nelson, apparently, the victim. Um, which makes sense because he was a confederate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, Sean, you're right, Sean, you mentioned it, Sean gets on the case pretty easily. Um, which, I would say that there still is some pushback occasionally. But, obviously, the show can't keep making it a huge climb every time because it would just be boring. Um, yeah. It gets easier and easier, generally. Yeah. Um, but, like, while, you know, they're while Gus and Sean are going over, like, you know, the reason why Nelson... Well, about how basically no one like Nelson Poe, um, yeah. Sean gets a glimpse at Lasseter's, like, essentially, like, his cast list for everybody that's involved in yes. this uh, production. And mm-hmm. so he notices that, like, three names are crossed right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think that inspires Sean to look into those three people, specifically. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Lassie's telling him that he's going to do something for his edification. Um, it's like, edification? Like, if it means information. Let's say information. I mean, the thing about this show is we can't go through all the jokes because we'll just be repeating them. But there's good bits. There's good verbal bits. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I liked a bit earlier in the scene where it's like, uh, first of all, nobody liked Nelson. He was da 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 da, and I don't have a second of all. Yeah, <laughs> I like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Uh, and so they go back to the psych office and they re they recreate. Sean recreates the setup on an air hockey table. Um, what's your air hockey table? Yay or nay? Yeah, absolutely. I love air hockey. Air hockey rules. Big fan. I don't play it enough. enough. No, neither do I. Air hockey, you know what? Air hockey is the is the common man's foosball. Okay, foosball. Okay, I I hate foosball. It's hard. It is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you like you foosball just, seems easy, but it's very hard. And it's it's not just hard. It's just like sometimes you just have those assholes who like you play against that just love to fucking spam the shit out of it. Like, well, you have to call them those spinsies. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes. 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 Yeah. You have to call them those spinsies. But then, like on top of that, yeah, they just like. They just hammer the shit out of those fucking. Is it a ball? Yeah, it's a ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, in like, I'm someone who's incredibly. I'm just genuinely not coordinated. The relationship my eyes have with my arm, my appendages, is tenuous at best. You know what I mean? Like, we're, they're in an on again, off again relationship. And so, foosball is one of those things where I'll see with my eyes the person hit the ball, mm-hmm. and I know intellectually in my mind that it's gonna go into the net. But I can't make my brain move the goalie fast enough. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's horrifying. Sorry, are you good at, like, pool or darts or anything? Nah, no, I'm, I'm not really. I'm not – I mean, I could be – I think I probably could get good at pool, but I never spent enough time in places that had it. Um, How about darts? Darts, no. Very bad. Um, I yeah. love darts. I, I mean, the thing is, like I said, it's really just like I have a – I genuinely have a hard time understanding – how I'm supposed to manipulate the way I use my arm in order to get a different result. Like, I'm like, I want to get in the middle, and I can't really quite... I probably have some issue. Because it's just, I, like, I understand, like, I know I need to be doing this slightly differently, but I can't make sense of the way my muscles are moving, and so, oh, let me try it. Oh, same result. Anyway. Um, Damn. I'm trying to think what the best, what the best game I'm at, at, I am at in... Uh, uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm not... I'm pretty good at... Uh, what did you say? Beer pong or ping pong? Beer pong. I'm pretty good at ping pong. I'm not. I'm fine at beer pong. But since I don't never like beer, and I also went to New York University, uh, I didn't play a lot of beer pong. Um, why? Why would that have anything to do with it? 
you, I mean, the, it was the, there was no, nothing like frat parties. All the parties I went to in college were like in tiny apartments that couldn't fit a table and everyone was drinking their own IPAs. Oh, day. cause you're underage. Right. Yeah. No. Cause every time I go, I, when I was like in my early twenties, when I went to New York, we would always just go play beer pong at Wicked Willies or like off the wagon all the time. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. The, 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 I, shouts to off the wagon. I've been there. Um, <laughs> I had played beer pong there once. So we have that shared experience. Wow. Um, Anyway, did you ever go to Wicked um, Willies? No, where is where is Wicked Willies? It sits it's around there too. Yeah, um, off the way, I only I went there for a pretty short period of time. Um, Wicked Willies is on uh, one forty nine Bleecker Street. Okay, I know where that is. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, it's in the same area. Yeah, um, which is just south of NYU. I would have went there, but like it's also like not. Yeah, when I was underage when I was at NYU, and it's impossible to like. Thing about New York is you just can't really get anywhere with a. You need a good fake ID, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't get one of those. Um, I actually never had a fake ID at all. So, uh, anyway, neither have I. Yeah, and so Sean sets up the whole thing on the air hockey table, and they mention that the musket is only accurate from thirty yards, which means that it's the the people on the battlefield who could have done it is just one person, George Cheslow. Yeah, old Chezzy. Um, and apparently George Cheslow, they know him from, like, I guess only in sixth grade? Is that the only grade that he went to school with them at? Very strange. But the notable thing about George Cheslow, he's a dentist, and he is played by character actor John Ross Bowie, who is the first entrant in the in both Monk and Psych Hall of Fame. Congratulations, he's in both. Who was he in that? In Mr. Monk Joins a Cult, he plays the guy who faked the woman being in a cult because he had the prostitute that we used caught on, like, the uh, stoplight camera, and he murdered her to make it seem like he was taking her to the hospital. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I don't recall this at all. Well, that's why I'm your co-host, because I got this unlocked. John Ross Bowie, congratulations. Um, John there, Ross Bowie. He's not the only one. There are a lot, uh, but we salute you. Okay, I'm looking. Anyway, I'm looking him up right now. He's just a character actor. He's been on a million TV shows and what have you. He's just one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Anyway, so Gus is getting his teeth cleaned, and Sean is snooping, and we see that George Chesler's wife comes in, and um, it's a bit. It, it's incongruous what she looks like <laughs> and what he looks like. Yeah, let's just say he he's punching a little bit above his weight class when it comes to. Uh, mm-hmm. The woman he ended up married to. And when Sean asks about his married life, he gives up immediately that uh, Poe, that was Nelson Poe, Mm -hmm. had been having an affair with his wife, which, ding, 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 ring the bell, baby. What does that mean? Cuck. Cuck alert. Cuck alert. Yeah. Yep. George was getting cocked. Um, we hate to see it. And the thing is, he's okay with it, which only makes it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's basically, he was sitting in the cuck chair, 100%. Uh, the, mm. the weird thing about it is that, like, you look at Nelson Poe, he didn't seem like he had a lot going on more so no. than a dentist would. So I'm not really sure what her, why him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he that a, was a cool the name. cuck alert segment. That was the cuck alert segment sponsored by Liberty University. So, um... <laughs> I was going to say sponsored by Roman, but that works too. No, yeah, because I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you're going for, but you know. Um, anyway, uh, we know we get the idea though that Bezlow, sorry, Cheslow, has uh, horrible vision, and we learn that Lassiter doesn't let him wear his glasses on the battlefield, 
So that makes Sean realize he did definitely didn't do it. Hold you on, but there was also like some like random thing where like they were talking about like how his credit card got declined and like I thought there was gonna right, be yeah. I thought this is gonna be some sort of like cash flow like that that, that was the incentive to killing somebody and it just like mm-hmm. went nowhere, which is funny to me. Yeah. I think the I think that, that was supposed to show how much of a pushover he was, that even though his wife's card got declined, he still was willing to give her just cash. Um but yeah. still. Yeah. And as this is happening, as Gus gets his mouth numbed, because apparently Gus has a cavity, um, Lassiter and Juliet come in and arrest Cheslow because allegedly they found love letters in Poe's house, and they think that he did it out of revenge. Yeah. Um, his older brother, Dameron Poe, um, nowhere to be found for comment, unfortunately. Is that Nicolas Cage's ca- character? You're... You're th- you're confusing, or is that uh, fucking Star-, 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 Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Just what you're confusing. It's Cameron Poe is Nicholas Cage's character in Con Air, and Poe Dameron is Isaac Isaac's <laughs> character in Star Wars. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, Sean is immediately insistent that they got the wrong man, and a big thing he mentions is that the ammunition that was used makes much bigger bullet holes in the body when fired from a long distance. So clearly it couldn't have been fired from where Cheslow was. Um, but of course, Sean doesn't have an alternative suspect other than Engelbert Humperdinck. So mm-hmm. yeah. luck. yeah, to be fair, Engelbert, Engelbert Humperdinck totally is guilty in my opinion. A, a man, Absolutely. That's not his real name, right? No, it's not. What a fucking asshole. Which is wild that he would choose to do that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Arnold George De- Dorsey. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyways. Angle. Why would you? That's dumb. You're right. Yeah. Um, and as this is going on, we cut to Henry, who is at the a man we met earlier, uh, the jeweler slash like the outfit. The guy who has all the memorabilia and stuff. Um, his name is, I don't remember. Um, uh, it's Mahoney, something Mahoney? Mahoney, right. Yes, it's later in my notes, but I didn't want to scroll down. Thank you. Yeah. And he's got a nice gold pocket watch that he's going to give to Sean, which, you know, it's coming completely kind of out of left field. He doesn't seem like the type to, like, gift his son anything for any reason. And, you know, he wants to, like, also on top of that, completely out of character, like, have, like, a nice little personal message engraved in it. And um and so he gets I, I forgot how how far he gets into the personal engraving but when he asks for the price at the end of the you know at the end of the uh, mm-hmm. uh what do you call it? consultation I don't know yeah sale uh the Mahoney dude lets Henry know that it's gonna be quite a chunk of change apparently it's four dollars per letter for engraving so instead of like it being like a couple of sentences long I think it just says don't lose it. Spencer? It's what it starts originally as Sean, don't lose this watch, Henry Spencer. And then it goes down to don't lose Henry. Yeah. Which you know, I, I get it. I mean the point I think Sean would be touched, period, that his dad would have anything for him at this point. Yes. And we cut to uh Central Coast Pharmaceuticals, where Gus is uh he's interrupted <laughs> by coworker again. Um this time it is to alert him that uh, there's a Lieutenant Crunch looking to see him. Yeah, you know, and Lieutenant Crunch, you know, got to think about it. Who do I know? Does he know Lieutenant? 
And it ends up being Sean showing up dressed in the Civil War regalia. And fortunately for him, he's been promoted to Captain Crunch. So I assume this is going to be a bit that keeps going. Yeah, it's actually not a running bit, but I do like the idea of it. But anyway, Sean is joining the regiment to fill it because they they have some gaps. And he asks Gus, and Gus asks the important question of, what role would I play? Yeah, yeah, because he's not a white person. And what sell him on the idea? Yeah, he tells him that he needs to stop, that he needs to start thinking about some glory. And... Specifically, the film glory is what he's referencing. The film glory with Denzel Washington. Um, Mm -hmm. Never seen it. I have no idea. I saw it in... uh, Is that Matthew Broderick too? Yes. Well, Matthew Broderick's the lead. Denzel actually is like the third build. Um, That's where he won his first uh, Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Um, It's an Edward Zwick joint. Uh, And it's pretty good. I watched it in in the first day of... uh, my African-American history class in college, um, like the first two days when it was still in the drop period, the professor's like, I don't ever like to teach anything important. And so we're going to watch this movie as just like a way of ta- thinking about the Civil War. And then I'll tell you why it's all wrong. Um, and so that's what we did. Anyway, pretty good movie. Um, it's about the real guy. What is it? Uh, Robert Gould Shaw, I think his name is. Correct. Uh, who is the leader of the first all-black regiment. Um and uh, they died at Fort Sumter. Um, so rest in peace to some real ones. Anyway, uh, they go to uh, Mahoney's Sanctum Santorum. Sanctum Sanctorum is what he calls it, where it's his locked area with all the Civil War memorabilia, um, where Sally is getting together Gus's uniform. Um, so Gus is looking around. Gus picks up a rifle that has some sap on it, which is notable. There's some buttons and some urine. Just a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, honestly, I'd be very concerned mm-hmm. as even a Hispanic person about anyone having this much, uh, this amount of items from the Civil War. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, not a good look. Yeah, because the thing is, opinion. a lot of the same people were fighting in what war were they fighting in beforehand, you know what I mean? A little uh, yeah. Mexican-American war, you know? Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. No, it's troubling. It's troubling. It's troubling. Exactly. Uh, and we learned that Sally also insured everything in the Sanctum Sanctorum because she's an insurance agent. Um, uh, Sean wants yeah. to insure his legs, which he can't, obviously, but anyway. Yeah, he's no Tina Turner. Stop this. No. Um, and also uh, we get like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a side comment where they have, they mentioned Mahoney having actual C4 like yes. in this room. Which ends up playing a factor. Shouts to plastic explosives. Um, yep. Shouts to them. <laughs> you know. I'm never going to be able to say that again. And so Gus, we see him in his uniform. He's like a marching guy, a marching band guy. He looks very silly. Um, but we then cut to late that night at the camp. Um, and Sean goes out to schmooze with Sally Reynolds. Um, and we learn about battle and what whatnot basically apparently muscum laster killed a guy who was plotting to assassinate lincoln um Mm -hmm. and uh sally mentions that she is has doubts about sean but they still end up kissing you know because sean is smooth and has good hair but he ends up falling down and falling right 
to where Nelson Poe is lying. And what does he see? Um, What did he see? Was it the bullet? No, he sees the tree. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, I was confused on like what this, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. He sees the tree. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we cut to Sean meeting with Henry about, he says he lost his pocket watch and um, Henry's pissed, but he gives him his metal detector and uh, they're looking around and, and wouldn't you know it, uh, after some conversations some jokes, what do they find? They find uh, like a spent shell of a, of a rifle of some kind. Exactly. Uh, and of course, he didn't actually lose his um, pocket watch. His he pocket still watch. has it on him. Yep. And so they get last. I, w- I, I would have loved to have seen that, by the way. What? The, cl- the clip of uh, Henry giving Sean this watch. That's a good point. Yeah. I, they, I didn't realize it in hindsight, but they definitely don't know what to do with Henry for the first few episodes. Um, they eventually mm-hmm. get there, but they don't really know what to do because um, they got all this talent. They got Corbin Burns and Corbin B. The dentist. Exactly. Shouts to, the, shouts to the dentist, and we're not talking about Crowsley or whatever the hell's name is. Yes, exactly. Cheslow. Um, yes, so Sean ends up putting a pencil where the bullet is. He gets laser drills to come. They find it. Uh, they find the bullet, um, and he wants to show them the tree, but of course, they're not actually that interested because um, they found the bullet. That's all they need, and they don't really want to listen to his shenanigans anymore. Yep. And they get called into like another crime or something. Yeah, there's a 439 in progress. I don't know what that is, but let's see. Police, police. This is what we signed up for. for. I think that I think that there are localized codes, honestly. But uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sean climbs into the tree, and he uh, realizes, wait, Nelson wasn't the original target because they mentioned that Nelson overrolled his landing spot and so that must mean that he saw whoever was in the tree and so gus recommends sean turn around and look and there's a little divot in the tree where the rifle goes facing the nursing tent oh no sally was the target yeah sally was a target um and now i guess it's just figuring out why she's the target um and i guess we can all assume it has something to do with some insurance so where do you think that's gonna go Exactly. I mean, people people get mad about their insurance, let me tell you. Um, Do you pay for any insurance? Yeah, I mean, I pay for renter's insurance. Uh, that's it. I mean, obviously, I have health insurance and dental insurance, but I don't, I don't pay for it actively, you know. Also, you're not wearing a hat today. I'm not. Uh, Damn, I could. It lasted two episodes. Two episodes. Shame. I, you know, it's, it, can I be honest with you? I got network notes. The, the, the bit wasn't really, it wasn't testing well. Um, yeah, does it well for me, my friend? Well, I'll you think the problem is you're not a good ad demographic, uh, you know. Damn, we're looking for we're not looking for Andre Barrera dollars. Um, but I wasn't gonna say that, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you you mean do you pay for insurance? I mean, most insurance, I mean, I don't have a home and I don't have life insurance, and so yeah, yeah, I pay for renters, I have health insurance. Do I have anything else? No, I don't have pet insurance either. I mean, you have okay. a car insurance. Oh, yeah, I do have car insurance. Yeah, see, I don't yeah, have a car because I'm in New York, so... Um, yeah. Plenty of people have cars in New York. Yeah, but, okay, sorry. I don't have a car because I live in New York and, like, I'm uh, 
single 26 year old who sublets a room in an apartment so okay yeah uh yeah and honestly also i don't if i were at a place where i would have a car i probably wouldn't live in new york because the type of thing i like about living in new york is something that would not require a car um anyway uh, also god the amount of money people have to pay to park their car in new york is truly astounding um it's like another apartment um criminal yeah anyway their their plan is they steal Sally's dress and their plan is to put Sean in the dress and see who tries to kill Sean. But of course, uh, they're not. Juliet won't let him do that, and she suggests the very obvious thing, which is that she goes in the dress instead. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of why they hired an actress who looks just like her to play the Sally role. Not that it would have mattered in the end, I, I suspect, but you know, that's, I, I respect that casting director. Exactly. Uh, I love the advice of Bob and Weave, Bob and Weave, you know, don't overthink it. Um, but of course, when they send her out there, no one is in the tree. Uh, so yeah. what's up with that? Yeah, she shoots the guy off the horse, but there's no killer that shows up. Um, but while Gus and Sean are kind of like trying to figure out what like is going on, they do stumble across uh, some sort of like... Uh, like a tunnel cover? Is that what you would call it? Like a Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Like a sewer grate. Like, a like sewer... not like not a, not a not a typical one. But like it's a drainage I feel like in like outdoor areas they'll have these type of drainage things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they uh, you know, they go inside of it and they like follow where it goes and it goes across the creek over to the Confederate side. So I mean, yeah, it looks like the Civil War uh was more than just a reenactment in this case. Exactly. And so they're looking because they realize, oh my God, it might be a Confederate. They see someone's uniform and boots are uh, are in the tent. So clearly someone is not on the battlefield. And so they decide, they hear an explosion and they decide to follow it underground through the tunnels. Um, and wouldn't you know it, they end up at Mahoney's because... yeah. You know, it, it was, there's been an explosion, and he's unloading his things into, uh, into like, a bag. Yeah, you know, uh, they go to Mahoney's, and it's not an Irish bar. Uh, yeah. But Mahoney pulls out the biscuit, yep. and he's, he's, yeah, he's got him, he's got him, he's ready, you know. And he doesn't seem to be too... <sighs> I guess so far I'm like super underwhelmed by like the actual killers and on on the show so far. Does that make any? I sense? think that that's a fair that's a fair criticism at this point in time, right? Or is yeah, yeah, like- I think yes. I definitely think it gets more exciting, especially frankly as as the show gets bigger and has bigger budgets. They have actual guest stars that are worth a damn, and they're good at acting and and have gravitas. Is I mean okay. I don't want to be disrespectful to this dude, um, but like. When insert person is the killer, it's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Um, so yeah, uh, they go through. Oh, so as this is happening, obviously the police end up showing up. Um, I think they're still in the garb, right? Well, no, it's not just the police; it's everyone has the muskets pointed at him. Because oh yeah, yeah, the whole crunch led. You know, he led his troops. Yes, those troops over to Mahoney's, and that's when we kind of get the you know what ended up happening essentially it's that um what was it that like the the brass button was missing yeah yeah the brass button was missing from the uniform that was found there okay i'm sorry i think i'm reiterating what you just said 
it's okay. Yeah. So essentially what it is, is like that it was basically an insurance scheme. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Sally was in on it too. But I think at some point she kind of expressed some sort of doubts about. No, it's the like he, he, want, he didn't want to share it and he didn't want loose ends. Okay, yeah, he got too selfish, and so he was going to kill her. And, yeah, there was a whole C4 situation where he was just blowing that shit up, like, on site just to, like, distract, um, you know, to, like, to cover to cover his ass. But, okay, sorry, my question is, how the fuck, how far is this tunnel go to Mahoney's? No idea. Uh, the geography here makes no sense, and it is a problem okay. with the episode. Okay, all right. Sorry, I I just put that together, and I'm just like, holy shit, dude! This tunnel must have been massive. It's like go to yeah, Alcatraz. It's also like we have we really also have no concept of this field. Is it like way out in the outskirts of Santa Barbara? Is it like a public park? Is it what's the deal? Um, and uh, yeah, we don't get an answer. Yeah, um, but anyways, Mahoney, he's got busted, and mm. yeah, that's kind of it, right? And uh, we cut back to the plat past, and uh, Gus is basically telling Sean that he that Henry loves him, even though he's never said it because they're guys. Which you know, toxic ma- toxic masculinity affects everyone. You know, strikes again. And they find the shortcut, and they're about to go through it, and the episode ends. What do you give this episode out of ten, Andre Barrera? I gave it a seven. Yeah, that? I gave it a seven too. I mean, I think it's it's okay. Um, there's some fun bits, you know, the Captain Crunch bits good, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I, they definitely get better and, uh, you know, I'm excited to, there's a couple episodes coming up that I'm excited for. I'm excited to have them with you, Andre, where can people follow you on the internet? You could follow me at the Jake Christie. And you could follow me at Andre Barrera. Please uh, follow the show at first sight on Twitter. And more importantly than that, tune in later this week as we talk about who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs>